Hello there, D&D aficionados and good peoples of the role-playing pantheon. Welcome to... Vampires from a Chimney Part 2 A Crimson Nid podcast that will journey with four wayward adventurers into the heart of the Southlands, a land of mystery and adventure, where riches and dangers await those brave enough to cross the wild expanses. My name is Stacy, and my player and Game Master handle is Dagobah. The campaign setting is Southlands from Cobalt Press. We are using the D&D 5e rule set, and we game using Fantasy Grounds Virtual Tabletop. So, no more to be said. Let's just sit back, stay tuned, and enjoy. Where are our... Heroes might not be the right word just yet. So where are you guys? Um, yesterday had been another day of hard work, like every other. It had been an exhausting day. It was topped with the introduction of a new slave, a strange-looking humanoid named Norbit, who perhaps wanted to change his name to Shelley, but that didn't fly. A first encounter of this strange race called Tortles. New to the group of estranged and isolated slaves, Norbit starts asking all the same old questions, all under the watchful eye of Angus, your silent sentinel. The conversations go late into the night as Norbit grills the three exhausted humanoids. As the night deepened and the harvest moon bathed the encampment in yellow-orange light, the song of cicadas added their weight to your weary eyes and slowly sleep took over. On opening your eyes, you were no longer in the camp, but now in a small hamlet preparing for a festival. Knowledge of who you were or your circumstances was all gone. You were four children, anxious to play, anxious to seek adventure. The mayor of this cozy hamlet interrupted your fun. He had a job that needed to be done. Later, later after Atreya had secured the fireworks, Zack catches sight of a strange-looking but pretty young woman with wings and horns. Or were they antlers? She stood atop a pitched roof of gla- she stood atop the pitched roof of Glavist Goods. In sheer excitement and wanting to say hello, Rowan and Falker climbed up a nearby shrubbery to gain access to the roof. Rowan with the ease as the shrubs lifted her aloft, and Falker with the spit and vinegar of youth. <laughs> of a sudden, you find yourself back in your familiar bodies, back in the slave encampment. With eyes wide open, you catch sight of a groggy Angus, getting to his feet. Is he just waking up? Did he actually go to sleep while on guard? From deep within, for the first time in what seems like forever, you can feel, can touch the, ed, the edge of an ability that you had thought lost or thought you would never know. That sensation is like the warm embrace of a comfortable blanket. A moment passes. Shouts fill the encampment, and then you find yourself being escorted to Bashir's tent. Once there, he rails all of you with questions of a strange dream. These questions lead to a ramshackle on-the-fly experiment, where three of you and a slave woman named Opal consume the herb Danaberry, a herb that most of you are familiar with, a herb that causes you to fall back to sleep. Your newest companion, Norbit, stares on in amazement. I think that that's my best summation of what happened last week. Cool. So, uh, let me then open up a picture of that map again. 
and I did make a little bit of a change to what it was previously. So I think you guys can all see this map. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Okay. So for those that are listening, um, it's just a map of the tent. It's a little bit different than what it was before. I just was messing around with uh, GIMP. Uh, so it's just a circular tent. You got the fl the floor is supposed to be covered in carpets. Uh, there's pillows along the side. Uh, there's a central table. Uh, Bashir's on one side. There's a little box where he gets his um, he grabbed that pink uh, substance that he put into his tea. Uh, it's the same box where he so you've seen some other leaves of some different herbs within it. And he's got his teapot on the on the um, the table in the center of the tent, and uh, that was the tea that he drank just before you guys uh, sitting around his table before four of you, three plus the slave, uh, ate that that herb and that made you go back to sleep. So, Norbert, you are sitting on a plush carpet within Bashir's tent. This is the first time you've been inside this tent. Your three new tent mates lie before you, eyes closed, and as best as you can tell, asleep. A fourth person lies next to the three that you are shackled with, the human female slave they had called Opal. She is dark of skin, has auburn hair, and many welds can be seen on her exposed flesh. She is the slave that Lord Rishi had brought and was put to sleep with your companions. Hmm. Why would they do that? What was their purpose? Carpets are everywhere, some plain, some ostentatious. They cover the floor of the tent, adding comfort. Long, narrow pillows are set against the edges of the tent and as act as backrests. There's a table in the center of the tent, on which is the steaming tea kettle and cups. Next to the tea kettle is a finely carved box, within which is the pink powder that Bashir had added to his tea. Behind the sleeping form of Volan, you can see a large chest, and near Bashir, barely covered with pillows, a smaller chest. As for the rest of you, well, you've been in Bashir's and Lord Rishi's tent numerous times in the past. Both tents are similarly outfitted with carpets, pillows, tables, tea, chests, but there are some small differences. Bashir watches closely over the four sleepers, his head slightly tilted to the side, and every so often he sniffs the air. His Anger at you, Norbit, is momentarily gone as it's been replaced by a new look on his face. Lord Rishi remains outside the tent, pacing his mouth a razor, his mouth as straight as a razor's edge. After a moment, Bashir gets up and moves across the tent to stare intently at the sleeping figures. Above each, he inhales deeply and then listens closely. He mutters quietly and then he lifts the eyelids of each person. And he mutters in a language. Um, what languages do you speak, uh, Norbit? I speak Equan, Common, and Knoll. Okay. You can give me a. Uh, are you proficient in history? No. History. 
Uh, perhaps, you know, maybe an intelligence, just a general intelligence check to see if you recognize the language being spoken. Okay. I say you have to beat a DC 10. Okay, cool, 11. Um, you recognize the language as being Nurian, even though you don't know recognize the words. Um, as he lifts back their eyelids, you can see that uh, your companion's eyes, their eyes are filmed over and milky white. After he, he looks at, at each of them for a moment, he sits back and uh, he uh, fills his, his cup up with a new tea. He doesn't add anything else to his teacup this time. But he sits back for a little bit and he starts uh, twiddling his thumbs, lost in thought. Do you do anything? I sleep. I <laughs> look at Bashir and say, what's happening? Well, if you... <clears throat> Jeez, let me try to remember his voice now. Well, if you ate the herb, perhaps you would know the answer to that question. I'm interested in what you're doing and what you think is happening hmm it's a good question what do I think is happening damn it and he claps his hands really loudly uh, um, you guys are just normally in a regular sleep there's nothing uh, specifically magical about this sleep so when he uh, starts clapping his hands uh, the the three of you plus Opals slowly starts blinking your eyes open. Clicker immediately goes back into this defensive pose where she uh, pulls her her legs in front of her chest and uh, surrounds them with her arms. With her arms. On uh, sort of wakes up slowly and wakes up and, and keeps quiet. Hmm. He looks at each of you slowly. I'm thinking nothing happened. And then he just kind of shuts up for a minute and he's like, points at Opal, you, leave. And she very quietly uh, just bows her head and uh, she uh, slips out through the open tent. And then he looks back at you guys again. And um, she's also, if I, I don't know if I mentioned, Opal is also uh, of catfolk. So she is similar to Bashir in that they're both catfolk people. You said she's human. The last time you said she's catfolk. And now she in, was the, human? in the... I mean, you can even see it in the text. You said human female slave. Yep. Did I say? And okay. I, I was confused because I thought she was so she that, was that folk, but then I saw the picture of her no, being human, and you said it. No, she's she's catfolk. That's my bad. In the text, I should have corrected that. I have a list of the NPC information, but that's that's fine. My mistake. No, she's catfolk. Absolutely catfolk. Same as as uh, Bashir. Uh, so she scurries out. And uh, Lord Rishi uh, pulls her to the side, uh, just outside of the the tent, and you can hear uh, him speaking with her uh, gruffly. But Bashir looks at you, and, and he's, well, 
My questions I have, I need to know. Will you answer them honestly, earnestly? So nightly nods. So she, oh, he gets. He looks uh, at Volan, waiting for an answer from him as well. Volan kind of grumbles and he says, "We do not have a choice." As he slowly kind of comes to. Bashir smiles and he nods his head. Mm. Excellent. So, nothing happened. Am I right? Yeah. This last time, this this few minutes here, did you return? No. There was no dream when I slept. I did not return to that uh, uh, that place. No. So then, what's different? Something is different then. How did it happen first time? What did you do? I, I asked this question before, but we need to understand this. Last time you were not here standing over us sleeping. Hmm. Excellent point. Perhaps. Perhaps. And before it happened, what were you guys doing specifically? Uh, n nothing, uh, nothing different to normal, as far as I can tell. I mean, like that... a nervous sleep. Hmm. Nothing different. Were you all thinking about something specifically? Yes, we met the turtle, and I was wondering what he was. Was the last time the first time that you've ever gone to the village? You guys would know that yes, that was the very first time. And was that also the first time that they've ever had that experience of going somewhere? I think that's kind of the same question though, right? So the first time they had the dream and you're you're asking if it's the first have they had any other dreams where they went somewhere else? Yeah. Is yeah. that the question? That's right. So Without going deep into people's backstory, I'm just going to say no. Never before. So Bashir then looks to you, Norbit, and he's like, Hmm, Tortle, Norbit, you're the new one. This happened the night you arrived. You must have done something. What did you do? Is there something special about your race? Mm, not what I know of. So why is it this never happens except when you arrive? Their eyes were never white like that before while they slept. What did you do? I didn't do anything. Um, you saw me. I was standing here in front of you. He slept. Their eyes have turned white. Glaker hmm. seems to be very content with, with her words. Or with her attempt of words, uh, just being diluted in, in the conversation and being overheard. And she just starts nervously pecking her, her feathers at, uh, on her shoulders and arms. And you can already see that from the past months, um, her feathers don't look particularly good because she has been doing this a lot. Whenever she gets nervous, apart from starting to click, she, uh, yeah. It's like when, when, when a, 
when a chicken or whatever is really nervous and they just keep pecking themselves. It's a little yeah. light. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a bad imagery. <laughs> um, okay, just slept. I see. So and let me ask you the question. You took me, captured me. Why did you pick me? Hmm. Well, <laughs> I guess that is an interesting question. It's something about the four of you that's different from everybody else. I know that it's different because there's a device I use that tells us so, but I have not been able to figure out why, and why is very important. Show us, Were you, show us the device. Slave, don't push it too far. You are a slave. Make no demands of me. Now tell me. You want an answer. Um, the more you tell us, the more you show us, the more likely it is that we can figure out the answer. I'm going to say one other thing here. Um, for most of you guys, the turtle is, is new to most uh, most of you guys uh, have never seen or perhaps even heard of the turtle race. Um, this is this is similar for, for many, many people. But for most of you guys that are normal to the Southlands and civilization, you guys are all aware that slavery is actually quite common practice. Um, you probably have known other people who have been taken off and on. Whether you agree with it or not, that's up to you guys. But... Specifically here, the reason I'm saying this is because Tortle is so not normal, uh, he wouldn't be aware of what slavery was normally like. And so Norbit, uh, so, uh, uh, Bashir looks at you for a long time. He goes, hmm, yeah, might be a problem. You might need some education here. There is no demands of of me. You are slave. You were caught as slave. You are slave. It's enough to say that there's a device that links the four of you. Now, Volan kind of cringes a little bit at Norbit's like audacity. <laughs> Just like doesn't doesn't know what's about to happen to him. <laughs> Just know, although the others don't, the others receive certain slavery punishments for being out of line, and you have avoided most of them, you could get to know the box. You don't want to know the box. So let's continue here. Let's find this link. Were you all thinking of something in particular? Your families, friends, something specific? Your mothers? Anything? No response from Bolin just kind of sh shakes his head slowly. I see. I love how we are just completely silent, and then... On the go, three people start talking. <laughs> <laughs> Very good timing. See, he looks at each of you individually. He looks at uh, you, Thorn. 
What about you? What were you thinking before you fell asleep? Yeah, sorry about that, Thorn. Uh, I'll I'll make the same question uh, to to you, Clicker. Uh, Clicker stop stops packing and uh, again just nothing. Is that the same for you, Volan? Volan nods. Nothing special. And you, Norbit? I don't even remember what I was thinking of before I fell asleep. Damn. How many hours passed in your dream? Was it the same? How many hours did pass in our dream? Roundabout. Uh, yeah, it would have been one hour, two it, hours. Yeah, it would have been not not so much time. Probably maybe half an hour in in the dream for you guys. Mm. But it would have been consistent for the three. Of you. So clicker, yeah, cl clicker is is changed in her behavior um, because she she's no longer trying to hide. And it's to Bashir probably if if he has like a like a solid insight check or or skill, uh, he will know that that she knows something or has an idea to this answer, but she doesn't dare speak up. So she's just <laughs> looking looking around the room very nervously. I love it. A solid insight check from the NPC. That's <laughs> you know what? I'm yep. happy. I'm going to do that. All right. Let's see. What does? Where's my Bashir? Okay, so he rolled a, a 16 against, I guess this would be probably a deception from you. Uh, yeah, she's, she's not actively trying to hide, though, mm -hmm. so I just set the, set the DC Maya to, like, 12, so... He, okay. he, dis he definitely knows that something's going on, so if the others don't speak up, she would probably be the first target. And, so tell me then, Clicker, you seem to be... A little bit ruffled in the feather, as it were. Thirty minutes. Mm, Thirty minutes. And yet, four hours passed here. How? Four hours, thirty... Ah. What about... Ah. Who were you in this Glavost? What was your name? And he looks at you, uh, uh, Volan. Not my name, but the dream was of a boy named Falker. A boy? And he looks at you, Norbit. And you? Can't remember. Is that, is that, am I insight checking that, or is that, is that <laughs> real? You've forgotten. Right now. <laughs> If you had a video camera, you would see me rummaging around trying to figure out, did I write my name down? Okay, so are, would you give it to him it's then if you knew it? panic going on. Present. Your, your, your name was Zach, but would you give it to him or would you lie about it? I think at this stage, I've, I've reached the stage of going, you just do things his way because everything else is just a waste of time, so there's no point fighting it. You just give it to him so we can get on with the rest of our lives so yeah I give him whatever I know okay another child and you clicker 
Atreya, a child. I was the oldest. That is children. That seems to be something then. And as you guys continue, uh, when he continues on to ask Thorn, at that moment, uh, all of a sudden, I don't know if you can hear that. Mm -hmm. There's a deep rumble. And as Bashir is about to ask uh, Thorn, uh, he stops immediately in mid-sentence and he, he tilts his head, side, his head to the side and he's listening intently. Wait, do you, did you hear that? Quiet, quiet, listen! And he places his hands on the floor of the tent. A look of concern passes over his face. The rumbles continue and they get uh, louder in volume or stronger and you can feel the ground shaking a little bit. What? Liquor gets what out. omens is this? This. And again, he stops in mid-sentence and he starts patting about his clothes. I must speak with... And then he stops. And he looks at the four of you. And then he makes this quick hand gesture and he mutters something quietly. You guys do anything? Uh, what does it look like? Is it, is it, is it a hostile look? What is he about to do? Can we? Can I? Can I insight uh, that? Absolutely. Give me an insight check in the. You know what? Because I can't use my whispers in, in anything like that tonight. It just we'll just do it in in the main chat window. So you rolled a twelve. Um, and that is enough to know that um, he looks surprised. Uh, this was definitely something unexpected, and he looks out of sorts. And. No, I mean, yeah. Well, what, what, why is he? Why is he? I'm assuming he's casting a spell or something. So, uh, yes. Does Does it look you, like you, he's you, he's about to uh, perform an aggressive act, or what is what is he doing? Can I, no, it doesn't can look I like it doesn't look like that at all. Uh, but you could, uh, you, you're not actually proficient in Arcana, but you you do recognize that. This, the gesture that he makes is definitely something that you would uh, associate with being a magical gesture, as mm. well as the the words he mutters uh, seems uh, arcanic in nature. But without proficiency, or, or do you have proficiency in that? In arcana, no. Yeah. So yeah, without proficiency in that, you really wouldn't know more than that. Uh, but as he makes that gesture. Uh, all of a sudden, as soon as the gesture is finished and the words finish uh, uttering, Lord Rishi storms into the tent, and his face is just red with barely held back rage. Bashir, you cannot exclude me from matters that affect the caravan. And the two men look at each other like staring daggers, or, or at least Lord Rishi stares daggers at Bashir, whereas Bashir kind of just looks back at him innocently, and then uh, Lord Rishi looks at the four of you, and he's, slaves, get up! Clicker is already standing up, and and she was she was already covering her head because of the magic gesture. <laughs> uh, he then Lord Rishi points at Norbit, and you, you best learn to do what you're told, or you'll see nothing but the box. You get me? Yes, sir. I get you. 
So Lord Rishi gestures and a, and a, a human female guard that was just outside. Uh, one that you recognize as whose name is, is Nit. Uh, she steps into the light. And he's like, Lord Rishi says, Take them! And the three of you, you know Nit. Uh, so basically, you would know her as more or less the bitch lover of Angus. She's cruel. Uh, she isn't silent like Angus. She would often spit on you guys. Is Just as much as she whips the other slaves, she spits on you guys. Uh, she's deeply tanned, she's heavily muscled, and she's scarred from many fights. Flicker is the very first and very quick to leave the tent, get back to her own. Okay, cool. Uh, any of you guys doing anything else? Uh, nah, me special. just following the pack. So, she, uh, as soon as you guys step out of the tent, uh, she starts... Well, it, it, it was some time. Like, you guys were brought into the tent at 4 a.m. Uh, after being rushed in after the, the dream had uh, occurred. And between the experimenting and whatnot, it's roughly about 6 o'clock in the morning now. So, it's, it's December 4th. 1015 there's a good moderate wind that blows from the south and it's about seven degrees centigrade at the moment um knit doesn't take you back to your tent but instead you were brought 350 meters up the road you're given a single bit of water <clears throat> while the guards tam 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 hanakar and ana ana take up position and they have their rods uh held out uh, everything that is happening at this moment is familiar. You recognize what was about to happen as being meaningless work activity time. Nit uh, then looks at the three of you guys, or the four of you, as she starts uh, removing the chain that is between you. Well, you stinking dung beetles. I don't know what, what did, I don't know what you did do. But you'd be moving rocks today. And she points out uh, to the rocks on the one side of the barrel. And then she goes, Move them there, rocks. And then she points over there. And she points to another barrel. And how you react, it's up to you. But you are very well aware of this just being one of these meaningless work activities. You know that uh, whenever these activities happen, you usually get water at the beginning. You get roughly, you don't get you get to see water again for probably about three hours, and you pretty much do the meaningless work. Otherwise, you get the uh, the pain in the head. Anything you guys want to say or do? Clicker is just, compliant. I'm looking at the other two and following their lead. The other three. Hmm. I thought I was going to need to discipline that there turtle, 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 whatever you are. Hmm, smart. Do the work. Do the work. Uh, I would like all of you guys to roll the percentile dice in the main chat window. 
Oh, percentile. I always forget how to do you. Uh, the D10, right click, and then percent. Yep. So that's 55 from clicker. Ooh. <laughs> what the hell? 100 from Norbit. <laughs> Four from Volan. And I will I will roll uh, for um, Thorn as he's having his issues. 39. Okay. Clicker, um, you are uh, moving some some of the rocks, some of the larger rocks. You know, you know that uh, get you. How whatever the the theory is behind why you're doing, you're moving this larger rock, and as you're moving this larger rock, uh, Norbit is kind of just watching you guys uh, fairly closely, just seeing what you guys are doing. Norbit, as he moves uh, this larger rock, uh, you catch sight. Uh, of behind what he just moved and you seen a a black space behind it and you recognize instantly that behind that rock uh, there looks like there's something behind it like there's um uh, an entrance to something behind that rock. i thought the rocks were on a trolley no they're on a barrel so you remember okay so I'll, I'll show you that map again and I'll zoom it out so on that on this map you you kind of see like all of these little hills are are barrow hills and although you might not be aware of it thorn was aware of it and has has discussed with his other companions that barrows tend to be ancient burial mounds so these hit little hillocks I, I don't see anything changing on my map. Nothing is supposed to change. It's just the, the hills oh, okay. where the yeah, lights no, are. No, it's just come through now. Okay. So those are hills, and about the hills, there's rocks everywhere. So they're just base. She's basically just having you guys move the rocks from one uh, the side of one barrow to the side of another barrow. That's part of the meaningless work that she's doing. So, basically, uh, you'd watched as Norbit picked up a, a decent-sized uh, rock, uh, for her strength anyways, and as she moved the rock, you noticed that there was a space behind that rock. Would anyone else have seen the space behind the rock? Nobody else had seen it at this moment. How big is the space behind the rock? Give me a perception check. <laughs> there you go, natural twenty, uh, which is good because your 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 wisdom isn't the greatest. Uh, you after she moves that, uh, not sure what it was in your past or where you're from that that has given you this particular insight. But as soon as you seen that, uh, you recognized instantly that. What's behind there is a lot bigger than this that one rock that she just moved. How close is she to us? You're pretty close so to her. So when we pick up the rocks and walk to the other barrow, I'm assuming that she's she's not moving, she's not following us, she's just sort of standing looking at us. Oh, so how far is Nit from you or the other two guards? Uh, the other two guards, sorry, I should have... Uh, there you go. 
There's the other two guards' names inside there. Nit, Tamhanakar, and Ona Ona. Uh, so they are... They take up positions where they can watch you guys uh, closely. Nit is, you know, uh, usually not far away be uh, because she was given the the polished stone uh, as she was walking with you guys. So she's usually uh, she's within fifteen feet, but she's not looking. So, clicker, you know, how long do we move the rocks for? Jesus, mate, that's a while. So, Thorn, how long have you been doing this for? Is Thorn back? Let's see. Oh shit, he's having, he's still having issues. Okay, so he rebooted. Try, you can try Volan. <laughs> Thorn, Thorn, this moment is 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 uh, distracted. So, Volan. Is this, is this, like, we do this a lot, do we? Do this often. All the time. Uh, it's pretty tedious. <laughs> Paul kind of looks at you, like... He's just, he's just unsure of you. Because <laughs> he just talks so much. He just kind of grunts and, like... Who's a rock? <laughs> so, I am now going to sync my rock carrying with Volan so that he picks up a rock, I pick up a rock. We effectively walk side by side. And given that, given that Nit okay. and none of the other guards have even reacted to the fact that I'm talking to him or said something to him, I'm going to say there's a big hole down the back there that we can escape through. Volan immediately, like, like puts a finger up, like, do not speak. You put a finger up while you're carrying the rock? <laughs> so how, so yeah. how does that work? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Wait, I don't know. He drops the rock, he's like, <laughs> and then he, like, freaks out, picks up the rock again. One of the ladies who was at least watching you from the, she kind of taps her rod on her hand as she watches you drop the rock. Nothing else happens. Okay. Yeah. And I should just tell you as well. Like, uh, Tamaha Kanar and Ona Ona, they are. Tamaha Kanar is a human male and Ona Ona is a human female. And Nit, I said, is a human female. I'm just making sure they're not cat folk, they're actual humans, right? These ones are all humans. Great. Okay, so somewhat stunned at the fact that he has said, like, shut up, go away, and don't talk about it. I'll now bring myself in sync with Clicker and do exactly the same process again. Pick up the rock when Clicker picks up the rock, walk over the other side of the road, whisper as we go across, and see if she reacts the same way. Uh, as you tell her, Clicker looks absolutely terrified and bewildered um it's the the very classic uh mental trauma that happens when when you're being captured and abused right 
you just you're just so afraid that whatever you try no matter how good the outlook is um if you try to escape or anything it's just gonna annihilate you in one way or another so yeah she looks absolutely terrified and um just tries to to move faster um and for the moment does not seem to want to speak to you at all she doesn't even say anything she just moves away and and as she goes you can hear so i don't understand this and i consider writing a treaty on uh, stockholm syndrome to submit to <laughs> some higher power because this just seems completely bizarre to me that no one would <laughs> escape um the, you guys can each give me a perception check as well So, I guess perhaps I should say, uh, are after Norbit has mentioned this to you guys, are any of you uh, actively uh, interested in what he said? It, meaning that when he mentions it, are you surreptitiously looking back to see if you can see it? Not at that time, not? but um, Clicker, when she's done like one or two more rounds, um, and after checking out very, very carefully how the guards are behaving, if they noticed anything, she's going to start to look for what he's talked about. But very slowly and very carefully. And you, Volan? Uh, yeah, Volan will look, but he's not trying to talk about it with guards okay. around. Yep, and and Norbit, being that you are the one who's bringing this up, so based on what you guys have said, I'm going to say each of you can roll at advantage. So just give me another roll each. I don't think I need to. It doesn't get any better. No, yeah, your roll was. Yeah, no, it doesn't get any better. Uh, clicker rolled a twenty-three. Natural With 20. a natural twenty, yeah. All right, Volan got himself an eighteen and nineteen for Norbit. Okay, uh, so. As, as the day progresses, the guards, they are more focused on watching the, th the four of you than they are on you actually moving the rocks. Uh, so they have, at, at this moment, they have not noticed the hole that uh, Clicker had uncovered. Uh, but with those rolls, you guys do note, even though the sun is starting to get up higher in the sky as you continue working, there is a faint pink glow coming from from that 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 little bit of an entrance it's very subtle though it's not like it shines out and is blatantly obvious so that someone who looks uh would see it it's because you guys have been in it uh, surreptitiously look, looking and looking and looking that you do notice that uh there is this glow but as the sun rises it gets higher uh, it fades out and is washed out by the sun by the sunlight um because I can see that this is going to show up at night time, I am going to pick up a rock that's big enough to cover the hole that's been shown, and I am going to fake dropping the rock on my foot so that I can leave the rock on the ground, hop around like a pogo stick, and then eventually pick up another rock. Okay, that's all great and fine. What is your intention? My intention is to, because I don't know that the other guys are actually looking, uh, 
and because I don't know that the other guys want to, you know, perform or take a part as Stephen yeah. Queen in The Great Escape, I am going to yeah. um, simply cover up the hole so that if we don't do something today, the light will not show up um, in the dark. Okay. All right. Uh, so you can then... You tell me uh, which do you think is the best uh, check, skill check that you're trying to take advantage of here to make this happen. Well, I would say this would be an athletics check because it's all about strength and dropping the rock in exactly the right place. A lot like shot putting, want it to land right in the hole so it fits snugly. Okay. And you're dropping the rock, and that is, is to me is going to be either a deception or a performance check to basically uh, to distract the guards from what your real purpose is. So it's a, it's a combination you give me of both. Yeah, the check on, to get it in the right place, and the yeah. performance so that they think that I actually dropped the, dropped it on the foot. Yeah. All right. So give me your performance first. All right, uh, you have bungled the uh, your attempt at dropping this on your foot so poorly that uh, Nit comes over and she stops right in front of you. What do you think you're doing? And I'm going to roll around on the floor, clutching my foot, going, Ouch, it hurts, it hurts. I dropped it on my foot. It's a rock, it's heavy. And she, she looks at you, and her head starts shaking. You'd have heard the boss. You want the box? Oh, okay, mate. I just need a drink and a break. We've been counting these things for hours. So I am going to be sitting on the ground and just, like, you know, getting a rest. <laughs> so she... she uh, uh, Pulls her foot back and is is ab about to give you a swift kick, but remembers herself at the last one when she's just like, "Turtle, you you just need some some education," and she uh, uh kind of just gives a, a a nod to one of the guards, um the the male guard on on one of the the hillocks, and he just points his. Uh, rod at you and you feel that blast again so give me your intelligence saving throw okay um, you you feel the blast in your head bursts with pain but you're able to with the single-minded focus of what you're trying to achieve here uh, you manage to grit your teeth and and avoid uh, the full brunt of that pain so you don't actually take any damage from it but you roll around in, on the ground rolling away from the opening so that she's looking at me and can't see the opening and she follows after you and uh, as she follows after you as you roll about in pain kind of squawking she sp spits on you and then backs up again to to uh, again start watching the other the other three to make sure that the, they continue doing the work one more hour before you get water so i'm on the ground and i look up at her and i um wipe the the spit from the 
forehead and groaning stand up and casually give me your yeah give me your athletics check then <laughs> you're, you're you're between the the pain of the blast in your head and having bungled up the um the uh, um distraction you are unable to to lift a rock of sufficient size at the moment that would you would need to cover that hole but i'd already lifted a rock that was the lift rock drop rock on in the hole pretend it landed on your foot oh you were going to lift rock drop the rock on the hole and then yeah, do your so performance to pretend that that i dropped it on my foot so she thinks that i've just instead of she, she doesn't see me covering up the hole that that was yeah so okay with with a performance of seven and a athletics of 11 failed uh, miserably you, at both you bungled you 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 bungled it up you uh, didn't manage to get the rock uh, where you wanted to do but you did in in fact drop it on your toe and uh, really messed up what your plan was but uh, she was focused enough on just giving you pain that you weren't able to cover it up so by yourself clearly my master plan has failed miserably and i pick up the rock yep that i just dropped on my foot and carry it off Okay. Uh, the, the the other guys, you you'd watched all of this go down. Uh, do you do anything? <laughs> Shake his head at his stupidity. <laughs> uh, cl clicker, at this point, we'll probably have have noticed where where the hole is, and we'll have taken a look. Yep. Um. So. Yeah, she looks worried, but she doesn't do anything. Quite the opposite. She tries to divert any attention away from the hole so she she tries not to go there at all as she's carrying the um the rocks because okay yeah they will probably have a have a closer eye on them now so best not to no but thinks okay. to self that was a miserable failure i think i'll wait till we have drinks <laughs> um volan uh, are you doing anything specific at all, or are you just simply doing the work? He's just—he's doing the work, and he's just—he's staying passive on this. Like he—he definitely spotted the hole, but um, yeah, his belief is is shaken. Give uh, give me hope, so. Give me a um. Give me a. I'm gonna. I'm thinking that this should probably be a history check because the check. This is basically to validate something that you've checked previously. All right, that's good enough. A ten. Uh, you recall uh, from some of your other experiences uh, with, or, or just the volume of times that you've been in Bashir's tent, and you've seen him using the pink substance. Uh, within his drink and having correctly identified what that herb is uh, you are aware that uh, the mushroom the zur mushroom uh, in its native habitat uh, it will 
almost always give off a bioluminescent glow that's pink. Okay. So, just saying because as you went by and you've you've you know you surreptitiously looked at that that you um, this thought comes to you. Okay. And you also are aware that they tend to grow in uh, underground caverns, whatnot. I think I said that right. to you before. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Understood. Do you guys do anything else uh, during the day? Well, we wait for the first drink break. Okay. Okay, in the meantime, I'll just let you guys know that uh, i just seen Thorne's message, so he's having some serious issues with his ISP, so he probably won't be able to join us tonight. Okay, uh, so yeah, time passes. Uh, the first drink bait break comes. You guys are able to sit in a huddle together uh, in the center between the barrows and whatnot. Uh, they bring the water, and you guys get... Uh, you guys get roughly just 15 minutes of of downtime. I'm not happy with how that turned out. The drink bait? That's not good. Very suspicious. <laughs> yeah, you said drink bait. What's, what's a drink bait? And then you corrected yourself, but that little slip of the tongue is... Drink... No, I don't... I don't think I said I drink bait. Oh, yeah, you did. Drink bait. You did, and then you, then you corrected yourself. Well, I'm just saying, it's there, it's on, it's on the recording. Everybody will know exactly what's, what I'm talking about. Bait. Okay. No, no, it's fine. Sure. You guys are having... It's your I want to make an inside check. And it's, you guys get 15 minutes against the DM. Yep. <laughs> Not gonna fly. Not gonna fly. But anyways, you guys get your drink time. Uh, and while you guys are having your drink as well, you guys, and you're aware that... Uh, as you do that, you know that the guards, they will tend to be drinking throughout the period or snacking on something. Uh, you guys are always just treated like animals most of the time, other than the fact that you don't get hurt like the other slaves do. So you're sitting there, you're by yourselves, you're unchained at the moment. Are we sitting normal. near the opening? Of course we are. We figured out we were going to uh, sit you, when they said it, it was drink break, so we yeah, were sitting near the opening. If you, yeah. Sure. Yep, Clicker, Clicker will definitely have accommodated, no, not accommodated, accompanied you there. Can Can Norbert see inside the cabin? You can give me a perception check. And because of what I said before, that when you, when you, because you originally rolled a 20, uh, when, when we were doing the or you rolled the hundred percent, and I said that something in your past is what had allowed, gave you the idea that there was something behind that. So, point is, is I think because of that, you can do your perception check at advantage. So just roll the d twenty one more time. So the first roll is a twelve. Second roll is an eight. Not so great. All right, with the twelve, uh, best that you can do is you can see with the sun at its point now because the sun is nearly uh, at midday or wait six o'clock it's well it's, it's roughly 9 a.m. now uh, 
so with where the sun is at its position now, you can see that the hole slopes downwards. That's best you can see from where you are. And and the pink glow, you can't see the pink glow anymore. Okay. And I suppose Volan can't see any mushrooms, can he? Hint, hint. No, Volan wouldn't be able to see any mushrooms. No matter how good his perception, he wouldn't be able to see mushrooms from this particular position. And my guess is there's no mushrooms growing right near the door, is there? No. Ah, oh, I guess no matter how much I try and cheat and deceive the DM, I'm stuck with a situation of sitting well, in front of a hole in the ground. Volan, you can give me a wisdom check. Sure. Ten. Uh, all that you can would know is that there needs to have been a volume a significant volume of mushrooms in order to create a glow that you could see like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Volan's really just waiting for an opportunity to talk. He doesn't want to talk about anything while the work is happening. Right? Um, when we get to the like water break. Yeah. It, we are having the water break. We're doing it's that definitely now. be more willing. Probably. It to. is a water break. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's that's now. Okay. Uh, in that case, uh, Volan will shiftily kind of get aside Norbit and. Yep. He's gonna do some hand gestures. Yep. Because he doesn't want to say it out loud, but like expansive underground. If you saw my <laughs> gestures, it would make a lot of sense. But you can't see. I what don't I'm think doing. we need to roll, roll I think, on that. I think we that. had this conversation earlier tonight when you were sitting outside someone's house in the snow. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah that that looks right. Doing, yep. He's looking through my window. But... The right. The right yeah, gesture. Okay, so there's a bloke outside your window. Yeah. It's minus five degrees, <laughs> and he's waving his arms around. Got to drop. That's exactly yeah, what happened. Exactly. Drop. Drop a few more degrees off there. But yeah. <laughs> it's a strange Canadian thing that they do up north. Something like that. Anyways, so yes, you you get that indication. You don't need to roll anything off of that in orbit. I'm Mick, and I play Norbit. Hi, my name is Ryan, also known as Unlucky Geek on Mixer. I'll be playing the Trollkin Warlock named Valen. Hello, my name is Atua, and I will be playing Thorn of the Tiefling Bard. This is Ivan, I'm 28, and I'm the community manager of Hammerdog Games. And I'm going to be playing Clicker, a Ravenfolk locksmith. And then there is me, the GM, storyteller, and imagineer. I'm Dagobah. So until next time, good people, adieu.